Hello, everybody. This is the Harnessing Tailwind podcast. I'm your host, Adriel Klein, and I'm here with my friend Courtney, who we met in Nicaragua um, and uh, basically got to explore around the country a little bit, um, but also was sort of interested in and the sort of stuff that enables her to just like travel remotely and be a digital nomad and um and uh just be able to live sort of what seems like living the dream so um <laughs> wanted to uh connect with you Courtney and um would you mind just sort of giving a little brief background of um where you're from and what you're what you're up to in life yeah, absolutely. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, yeah, well, currently, so I'm originally from Toronto, Canada, but I'm currently in Saudi Mexico, which like no one has heard of. So it's near Puerto Vallarta for like retrospect. But yeah, just traveling and working, kind of seeing the world. For those of you who know who bad, how bad the Canadian winters are, it's like escaping Canadian winters and now just, I don't know, working, traveling, meeting new people and trying new things like taking up new hobbies like surfing so it's kind of where I'm at today just you know trying new things so you mentioned surfing tell us like where where are you with that are, how are you how is it going for you <laughs> long board short board like tell us everything yeah absolutely so I mean definitely very like beginning stages um I'm yeah such a beginner I'm surfing on a longboard I just am like at the point where I'm starting to catch waves by myself so I'm going out by myself with friends which is super fun but for anyone who's tried surfing you know it's like a very humbling experience like once you get to the next level you kind of just are like I don't know what I'm doing so it's fun I mean being from Canada being from Toronto the fact that you can like finish work and then you go out to the beach and you go surf is just such a cool experience yeah, that's awesome. And you're actually not missing much in uh, Toronto right now because I think they're <laughs> under smoke, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, all the wildfires. And it's a little bit cold, too, so not missing much. I can't complain. Wow, it's cold and there's raging fires. That sounds like the mm -hmm. worst combination. <laughs> I know, not but, a place to be. <laughs> yeah, even here in Boston, it's been hazy from the Canadian fires. I'm like, wow, that smoke is must be really bad so hoping that yeah. you know things settle down over there mm -hmm. um but yeah, so sure. but tell us so you're in um Mexico now but uh we met in Nicaragua I know you were in Costa Rica for a while um mm -hmm. can you just give an overview of all the places you've gone on this journey um and like what's next how long are you going to be out for uh, or is it just an open-ended forever journey like your life just give us a little yeah <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So I started traveling like end of October 2022. Um, so I started in Costa Rica and the original plan was I was going to live in Costa Rica for a year just to try something different, kind of get away from Canada. Just, you know, I started my own business. I was able to work from anywhere. So I was like, why not start traveling? Um, so I started in Costa Rica, did that for three months. And then when we met, when I was in Nicaragua, I was doing my visa run because in Costa Rica, you can only be there for up to so many days. Um, so I was in Nicaragua for a little bit, like loved it, extended my stay there, ended being there for six weeks before I went back to Costa Rica. Um, and it was just a little expensive and, mm. you know, it was high season. So there were so many people and I just was like, okay, I don't know how I feel. And at the time, 
someone else who I'd met in Costa Rica reached out and was like, what do you think about going to Colombia? Would you want to try, like, we can try Medellin, we could go to Cartagena. I was like, sure, why not? Like, let's do it. So did a month in Colombia. And then my friend who I went to Colombia with, she's like, let's go to Mexico. Like, let's do a surf town. So currently in Mexico, I'm in here for a few more weeks and then actually start traveling back up home to Toronto. So I do Nashville, New York, and then Toronto. Mm. Um, I mean, it's wedding season and all my friends are getting married. So I have to make the trip back. But I have loved my time. I think it's been about seven and a half months that I've been traveling. But I do miss certain aspects of Canada. Like I miss my home too. Like I have a, a place that I own. So there's certain things that are kind of like pulling me back. Um, if I'm being perfectly transparent, the reason I started traveling was to kind of heal and have some time from a breakup. Mm. So now that I feel like I'm on the other side of it, I'm like, oh, I kind of, you know, I'm a little bit ready to go back home and be in one spot for a little bit. But I do think that throughout every year, I'll probably do trips that are like two or three months to someplace warmer. Mm. Like that's kind of like, that's where I'm at today. I don't know if that will change <laughs> when I go home. So you're saying your your trip to do your uh, motivation to do this was part healing and also part just your adventurous spirit, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it definitely like I think the breakup was like the catapult to like go and do it. Mm. But I traveled Australia in 2017 when I finished school, like typical grad trip. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I came back and I settled down and I started working full time, I was like, this is just not it. Like, this doesn't feel right for me. I don't like being in an office. I wish I could keep traveling. I wish I could do both things. And at the time I was following so many influencers who were like travel bloggers. Mm. And I was like, I would just love to do this. Like I would love to be in Thailand and work. And so I think that has always been there. It's always been a goal of mine. Mm -hmm. But then when the breakup happened, I was like, okay, this is it. I'm doing it. Nothing's holding me back. I'm just going to go mm. for it. Okay. Gotcha. So it was already a goal even when you were, you know, together, but this was mm -hmm. also almost like the perfect, like opportunity, like catapult, like some message from above being like, all right, Cardi, here's your shot. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, so even at the time, my, my ex and I, like we had talked about doing a year long trip. So it's always been like something that has been talked mm -hmm. about. Um, but unfortunately he just never had like the job that could do remote work. So the original plan was to like not work and just travel for a year. And then he was kind of like, I don't know, like, I can't do it. I'm not sure. COVID hit, like all these things kind of unfolded. So we're like, okay, like put it on the back burner. It's just not going to happen. Um, and then I think once you have like those restraints, just kind of like ripped from you and you're just like, I don't know where to go. I'm so lost in my life right now. You kind of just have to like jump and do something that makes you feel like a little bit motivated to keep mm. moving forward. So mm. this trip was like my motivation to keep working on my business and like keep focusing on myself during one of the hardest periods of my life. Wow. You know, I'm glad yeah. I host the podcast because I feel like I would have never had this conversation <laughs> with you otherwise. Like, uh, like, I don't know if, I don't know if our conversations previously were just too surface level, but that's like really, you know, that's really great that, um, you know, that, that you took this opportunity. I mean, you're free like a bird, right? Yeah. <laughs> you feel, do you feel like a bird? Like, yeah, absolutely. Don't fly away. Don't fly away right now. But um, <laughs> at least wait till the episode ends. But you're flying. Yeah, you basically, do you feel like you're flying in a way, like with this trip? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think 
like being someone who really focuses on like success and like achievement and like moving to the next level like I'm, I'm very focused in that way it's hard to like look back and see how far you've come but even during this episode and kind of like repeating everything that's happened in like the last year it's like oh damn like a year ago I was so sad and like alone and just being like I wish I could travel and work and like I want to make this happen and now that I'm like seven and a half months in it's like oh like I can do this. Like, I am awesome. You know, there's so many great people out here that are doing it. It's so achievable. Like, you just have to make that first step. Yeah. We're so, so can you tell us, like, for anyone who's sort of interested in this lifestyle, um, where did you, like, you've been to on this trip, what, five countries? Four or five? I think four. 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 Okay. So, yeah. Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Colombia, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. What, yes. which is, which has been, what do you most recommend and what do you least recommend of those four? Hmm. So, okay. So I highly, highly, highly recommend Medellin in Colombia. I loved that city. Like it was so vibrant and it's so fun and it's really affordable. So it's like a great city just to be in and you can go out for dinner all the time. And it's like not very costly. Um, and I find that the digital nomad community that was there was just like incredible. Mm. Like everyone was just so much fun. So I really loved Medellin. Um, I only was there for 10 days and I feel like I did so much. Like I went to a soccer game. I went paragliding, which I'm terrified of heights. So the fact that I did that was amazing. Um, so that was really cool. I highly recommend it. I also like I loved Madeiras. Like we had such a great community when we were there. And it was just so interesting for anyone who's like really scared though of like bugs. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it because as you probably remember, like coming into my room to like kill cockroaches or the tarantulas and scorpions that like I had to encounter. But all that aside, like loved Madeiras. That was a lot of fun. Um, in terms of what I don't recommend, I don't think I have like a country or spot that I don't recommend, mm -hmm. but I would just preface that anyone who goes to Costa Rica in high season, especially on the peninsula. So that's like Masara, Santa Teresa, um, Tamarindo. It just is so costly. It's so, so, so expensive. And for me, when I go out for dinner, I do anything. I'm always like, if it's really expensive where it's just like not even worth the price, I'm like, oh, I hate that I did that. Like, I hate that I spent money on it. And I just found myself saying that a lot in Santa Teresa mm. because the prices were astronomical. Mm. Yeah. That was one of the main reasons why I didn't want to go to Costa Rica. <laughs> I was just like, okay, from what I hear, it's pretty much the same beauty as Nicaragua, but mm -hmm. 10 times more expensive and a little bit, safer but i didn't ever feel unsafe in nicaragua like did you notice a difference in like how comfortable you felt sort of like walking around and stuff in costa rica versus nicaragua no i would say in madeiras i felt so safe and like for context for everyone who's listening like madeiras is very remote like you we were at a selena hostel that was surrounded by nothing there was like two restaurants like dirt roads, cows roaming the streets, like you're remote. And we would walk like, you know, 1am to um, one of the cafes to go to pizza night, or like coming home from pizza night. And I never felt unsafe. I 
and it's pitch black. Like it is so dark out did there. You, you didn't come across that dog though, <laughs> did you? The no, but I've angry heard stories dog. of this Yeah, dog. there's a dog that you feel like it's gonna rip your head <laughs> off. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I was walking by late and it started barking at me and like getting really close and growling. I'm like, I my my heart went like my heartbeat went like through the roof. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, come on, get at me. But yeah, but I'm, I'm glad you didn't experience that. Oh my But God, yeah, you're yeah. just speaking to the remoteness of it, right? Exactly. So like, it's just like, it's so remote. You're not near anything. And I always felt safe. Like I never had any issues walking anywhere, walking to the cafes. I felt like the people were so kind. I will say, cause I did Granada as well in Nicaragua. And for context, Granada is like a bigger city. Um, it gets really busy on the weekend. Maybe some of you know about like the treehouse party. Cause that's where a lot of people come into the hostels. And that was a bit of a different story. It definitely felt quite unsafe there. Really? Um, In Granada? yeah. Yeah. So we had a few incidents where like, and this is just my experience, you know, like I've talked to other people who don't feel the same way, but Uh-huh. for myself, like I would be with a group of people and we would get followed asking for money and people would follow us until we were in an area where there weren't any ATMs. Like, and this is with, um, Idril people that we know, like it was with Kendall and Alex and George. So like, there Oh, was like like the, a lot of us. when it's guys too, or when it's Yeah. just like, Yeah. When it's really, guys too. So so they I think almost we had robbed like, you guys, I don't know if they were, or they they're were definitely thinking weren't about trying it. to rob us. I think they're just trying to get us to want to give them money and to go to an ATM. Um, um, uh, but or scam it just you provides, maybe. yeah, it just provides like a level of like, you're just not comfortable and you're a little bit more high alert. Yeah. Um, so in times like that, I felt a little bit more uncomfortable But, which is funny because in a city, there's so many people you'd think it'd be like the reverse where in the remote place, Yeah. I was more scared, but it wasn't like that. So I don't know. But in terms of like, again, just comparison and comparing like Nicaragua to Costa Rica, I think for beauty and like what you're looking for, like Nicaragua had everything. Like I de definitely loved it. Um, I just had some experiences that kind of made me like, Mm -hmm. mm, don't love this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tarantulas you weren't thrilled about, right? <laughs> No, but who would be when you're like waking up from your slumber and you're like, going to get ready for the day. And you see this tarantula crawling into your room from the door, like high alert jump scare. Like that was just not the way to start a day. Yeah, I mean, I I will say, and I don't mean to be sexist about this, but sometimes women freak out about insects. But this insect was was not a gender thing. You would be freaked out regardless of who you are. This was like a big hairy one, wasn't it? Like a Yeah, it was massive. But I have to say in terms of that, so when the tarantula came into my room, I was like in our group chat, hey, someone needs to come help me deal with this. Like I'm I don't know what to do. And we had a friend, Dakota, and she's from Australia. And she just like walked in, stomped on the spider and like charged down. She's like, no issues there. Um, Didn't but she watch, I mean, like. walk <laughs> out and say, like, look back at you. You wouldn't you wouldn't No. uh, last a day in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is funny because I've been. I was totally fine. But she's like, oh, she was so funny. But yeah, it was. I mean, you're in the middle of the jungle. Like, it's expected. You're surrounded by howler monkeys. Like, we had tarantulas in the kitchen. So, like, it just comes with the territory. Like, if you're going to travel to a jungle, you have to expect there to be insects. And for the most Monkeys. part, we were good with it. But, like, when it would come into your room, it was just like, oh, I don't know. This has to go.
Well, tarantula, especially like some people like, oh, it's a spider. It's like that spider's not going to do anything. But like tarantulas can do some damage. So like you're you are at least uh, like uh, what's the word qualified or yeah, you're qualified to be like freaked out about something that can legitimately. I don't know. I don't I can't remember if those can like actually kill you or if they can. I think it's more like the scorpions that can, right? Yeah, which I also had in my room. So, I mean, needless to say, like, when you have something like that in your room and you're just, like, not even, like, in Canada, we don't have tarantulas. We don't have scorpions. So, it's, like, full net new territory for me. It's kind of just, like, I don't want to find out if I'm allergic to a tarantula, what it's like to get bit by one, what it's like to get stung by a scorpion. Like, I just need this to go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Well, no stings or bites since you've been there, right? Okay. Yeah. Knock on wood. So far, so good. Knock on wood. Um, So I wanted to transition a little bit more towards the um, career side of things, just because I know you're doing a lot of new things with um, your company and all that. So, um, so what, so can you explain again, is it uh, brand marketing for social media platforms? No, so it's so the company I own is called Second Sunday. Um, and we are a digital marketing agency that specializes in kind of growing online communities and increasing conversions for brands through social media. So Instagram and TikTok is like our bread and butter, but I do have clients where it's like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, it kind of just depends on what the client needs and we adjust the scope. But yeah, Instagram and TikTok, that's, that's mm. where we're at. That's the future, isn't it? Like everyone is going. To those platforms to do any sort of marketing right yeah i think like what i'm noticing in the market is just the change of people don't want to be sold to like we really we understand what a facebook ad is like we know that a google ad is something that has paid budget behind it that's trying to get in front of us and we're looking for something that's authentic and real that maybe as a consumer you kind of feel like oh I saw this and like, I felt compelled to buy it because this person said it was so great when really it's like influencer marketing or, Mm. you know, UGC that has paid budget behind it. So it's still and UGC for those who don't know is user generated content. So it's someone who creates like a video or a post or something, the brand will buy it from them or will pay them to create it. And then they'll put paid budget behind it. So it gets in front of more people. So as a consumer, you kind of feel less like you're being sold to and more like a friend is just recommending a product. Mm. And I think because that's how things are changing, TikTok and Instagram really adapt to that. So like TikTok, you know, video, it makes you feel like you're just like catching up with a friend and seeing what's going on in their lives. Same thing with Instagram. So they're like competing neck and neck. And, and that's why I think they're the two most prominent platforms. Um, have you seen a show called Black Mirror? Um, I think I've seen like one episode. Okay, there's a there's a thing of it. Um, well, which episode did you watch? Was it the first one? If it's the right show, it was like a really creepy episode of this guy who like went to do like a paid study of like this um oh what's it called like AI game or something, and he ended up in like a haunted house and. Mm, uh, it was just okay. like really creepy. There's so many levels to it. That that's a different one, but there is an episode where like every the whole world is like dictated, like your rank in society is dictated by like your social media score. And if you were oh, like wow. applying to to stay in a um 
like in a residence, like if you have a higher social media score, you can get a lower discount on the rent because like they know like your posts are going to tag like at oh like this residence. And so you get like a discount. And so basically like the whole like when because when you talked about like, oh, like seeing ads from your friends and I'm starting to see this too, where like um, a friend will be like, oh, like check out this product, like and here's the link to it. And it's like if they if people buy it through that link, then they'll get you'll get paid for it. Yeah. Um, so it's just a freaky episode where it's like, wait, is the world like is everyone just stooping down to this level that all they're going <laughs> to share is like this stuff that they're going to get money from? But um, I think it's just like uh, there's so so much is determined on those platforms. I mean, it's really true. Like when you think about things that you want to buy or shopping or you do a google search for sunglasses and then the next thing you know is like everything in your social media is all sunglass related i know it's so crazy i I, like that's crazy how that works i think it has to do with like data and cookies and things i'm not like really well versed in but yeah it's true but the thing that i think we forget is that it's us as the consumers that are like leading the trends like leading the products that go viral like we're the ones that make it mm. so compelling. Um, if you think to like, I don't know, because everyone's heard of Alex Earl, but like, have you heard of Alex Earl? Like the TikToker? No, okay. No. So she just is this girl that blew up on TikTok and she has a very engaged community. So she posts about like a concealer, it sells out. And people What's are like, a concealer? oh, it's social media. Is that like- I don't, What's... oh, it's like makeup. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I'm not so well versed in the makeup. makeup. Okay. Fair, fair point. But if she posts about makeup, it's like, it will just sell out. Like that brand, that product, it just sells out. Wow. And people are like, wow, like she's so powerful. But it's like, yeah, but it's also us. Like it's us, the consumer that watches it, that are like, oh, this is so great. Mm. Everyone starts buying it. Everyone starts talking about it. And it's like pack mentality. You never want to be left out, right? So if everyone's talking about something, you're going to join in. And you're more compelled to see like, you know, like you want to try it. You want to see what's working. Like, why is everyone talking about it? So I think with social media, especially with like TikTok and Instagram using influencers and like these people that like who have real lives and show them day to day, like on these platforms, it just kind of influences people to like, if they're trying something, you want to try it too. You want to know why they think it's so cool and you want to be a part of that. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this. Like I've been recently... I get in a rabbit hole sometimes with like the state of the world and like how business affects us and how like how much of the world is dictated around people making money versus people actually trying to do good and do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. It just it just I want to know your take on like business versus non-business like is everything are is it true that companies are actually trying to like do the right thing when they say all these things that their values and all that or is it really that the company's primary purpose is just to make money so like for you like how do you distinguish how do you make that distinguish between business and i guess pleasure yeah oh, that's such an interesting question i think like, I, I don't know at the end of the day, like, what compels a business to 
support certain organizations or movements or things like that. Mm-hmm. How I'll kind of put in the perspective of how I work with my clients and, and how I kind of analyze brands. So for me, it's always like, if you're going to stand for, I don't know, let's say like a new movement about air pollution. We'll just talk about that because of the wildfires. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put a post on social media about it, like that's great, but then I'm going to follow follow up and I'm going to see, okay, well, are you, you know, donating to the organization? Are you actually doing things that conduct change and are for the cause? Because posting on social is, is I think, very surface level. It's bringing awareness, Mm -hmm. but awareness sometimes doesn't always create change. It has to go a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. So to give a good example of how that kind of like, how I work with my clients on this is, when I talk to them and I'm like, okay, well, what are your values? Like, what do you stand behind a hundred percent? And I have a client out in Toronto and like one of their biggest goals and values is being able to provide um, healthy, organic, nutritious food to everyone. And that includes mm-hmm. people who are homeless or eating from a food bank, like no matter what scale you're on, you're able to get really healthy, nutritious food. So for them, like their big primary like support and where they direct their energy is giving back to the community in a way that supports with like food and health and wellness. So for us, like not only do we post about that on social, but you know, you feel good because they actually care about this so much. They actually Mm -hmm. want to do change. Like, and that's kind of what guides their business direction. So if they make something fresh and let's say it's like not up to standard where they can sell it, it's like not even a second thought. They're like, okay, it's not, um, where we can sell this because it's it's not our best batch. We're not going to get rid of this because that's a lot of food waste, but instead we're going to donate everything to a shelter or donate to a food mm-hmm. bank because that's what they care about and that's their value. So to kind of bring this back, for me, I think businesses are kind of in a weird time where it's like, if you don't post about it, then it comes across that you don't support whatever's happening. But if you do post about it and you aren't, doing all the efforts, then you also don't care about it. So I think Mm. for businesses, they have to find that fine line of like, you know, really being welcoming and and being diverse and inclusive, but then also really focusing on what are their key values, because you can't support everything all the time. So kind of just taking that back in and and really getting deep into what you do support and kind of going ahead that way. But to I don't know, to everyone, I always say, like, do your research, like, make sure that the brand mm. is talking about the fact that they care about climate change, that they're doing things to support climate change initiatives. Yeah, yeah, totally. And finding out the truth, like, I don't know, I've just found recently that you can't, I mean, clearly, if there's an article on the internet, it's like, oh, my God, did you hear that this happened? But it's like, I know. Does that, because you read something on the internet does not mean it's true, right? So, you know, like, I know there was a big thing about this with social media in particular, like with the, um, with the elections and everything. Um, and I don't know, I feel like getting to the bottom of it is not always so simple, but especially mm-hmm. talk about animal welfare and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I think that we can definitely try to filter out the try to try to get the authentic you know story the authentic story in there and figure that out exactly I mean hey I don't know if you'll ever get to like the bottom of anything I think just as a consumer you have to decide what are your values and then do the best that you can to do your research to make sure that you know if you really care about 
um, you know, product testing on animals that you do your research to make sure you're buying from brands that don't do that. And you do the best of your ability. So that's kind of where I stand. That's what I do. That's how I kind of help my clients proceed. And that's my take on it. That's great. And uh, for all like the listeners that are wondering about like working remote and balancing like being a CEO at a company, like most people would be like, how do you do that at once? Like, that sounds amazing. You're going to Mexico and Colombia. Um, but you said you are going back to Toronto. Are you planning mm -hmm. on being there just for the uh, like summer, fall and then back somewhere else winter? Is that is that the plan? Or do you not know yet? Yeah, so I guess so my plan right now, um, just for context, like I own property in Hamilton, which is near Toronto. Um, and I have renters, so they are leaving like beginning, like sometime in the fall. So I kind of have to make a decision. I think for me, the right decision is to move back into my condo and kind of move back home. Um, so I will be returning back home in the fall. But I think what I would like to do is like, you know, be home for like six months and then move somewhere warm for like two months and do shorter mm -hmm. trips rather than like leaving for a year. Yeah. Are you homesick? No, I never really got homesick. Like, I think with technology, I can, like, call my family. I can FaceTime them. I also just, like, I'm – one of the things I've had that has happened with traveling is I become so present. So, for me, if I'm, like, working, I'm, like, very focused on working. If I'm, like, with people and we're watching a sunset, I'm, like, very into that moment. So, I don't really get caught up in, like, what's going on at home or what are my friends doing. I mean, of course, I miss them. And when I do, I'll, like, call my family. But I think I've just enjoyed seeing the world and adapting and changing into my current environment that I don't really feel homesick. Mm, that's great. That's great. I mean, if you're, but do you think you'll be in Mexico until you go back to Canada or is there another? Um, so I'm in Mexico and beginning of July and then Nashville, New York, and then back oh, home. Right, so right. I'll be okay. back home like middle, middle of July. Like it really is coming to an end now for me. I have like a month left. Mm, okay. Okay. That's cool. So you must be, you must be sort of reflective about the whole experience at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I'll be really reflective when I'm home and like going yeah. through all the photos and kind of uploading it to my computer and kind of thinking about my time. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's It's been such an incredible experience. I think that anyone who has the ability to either work remotely or go and travel for a few months or a year or whatever the case may be, like I highly recommend it. I feel like as a person, I've grown and changed so much. I think you get to meet so many incredible people and experience so many different cultures and places. Um, but I also think some like key takeaways for me is like, I used to be so worried about like safety, like safety is a big thing. I'm a female traveler. I'm traveling alone. So it's, mm. you know, safety is always top of mind. You kind of realize like things don't always match up to like what you hear online or in articles, like, you know, places are a lot safer than you think at times, depending on where you're going. People often do want to help you. I think just opening my mind and my um, experiences up to that have been impeccable and yeah, I don't know. There's just so many benefits to traveling. Like I can't say it enough. If you have the time to do it, like I just recommend. Definitely. I mean, for Nicaragua, it's funny. Like I've talked to some friends when I'm going to Nicaragua. They're like, you're going where? Like, what is that? <laughs> is that a country? <laughs> like, what? Oh my God. No, I have to say that people do not know where Nicaragua is. Like 
that was the one country where I'd be like, oh, I'm in Nicaragua. And they're like, oh, where is that in Costa Rica? And I was like, no, no, the country. And they're like, is that in Europe? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> like I walked here from Costa Rica across the border. Like it's right there. <laughs> yeah. It's like Nicaragua. Do they have, do they speak Nicaraguan there? Like what is. Yeah. What there's <laughs> just, there is no, like people just do not know what Nicaragua is. Yeah. For those who don't know, it's a really beautiful country. Um, it has a bunch of volcanoes and those mm -hmm. volcanoes are everywhere. So you can hike up a volcano or see a volcano with lava, um, which I know they have them in Costa Rica too, right? Yeah. In Costa Rica, though, you can't like, well, I don't know if you can't, but I didn't. And I didn't see any trips or like anything promoting seeing or being near a volcano. Actually, that I take that back because in La Fortuna, you can do that. But I never went to La Fortuna. Um, but yeah, Nicaragua has like, you can go volcano boarding. I think it's one of the only countries that you can volcano board down an active volcano. So that's like their big selling point. You did that, um, right? I didn't because I'm a oh, solo traveler and nobody else uh, wants to do it. And they're like, we need a minimum of two. So I was uh, like, oh, okay, I guess it's all good though. You would have to get up at like four in the morning to go. It's a uh, yeah. fun endeavor, but I know hey, people who did time. it. I know people who did it. I actually passed on it too because I thought it was oh, more yeah. like a for the gram kind of thing. And it was just like, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I, I would rather like just be out surfing or something. Um, but I was also yeah. like, when I got invited, it was towards the end of my trip. And I was just like, really, I was just like, I'm just going to chill in Granada for a few days. Cause I was like a little, yeah. I think I got a little sick at one point and I was just like, I just need to chill out for a bit. Like life oh can get can be wild. I feel like when you're traveling. Yeah. I think people don't realize too, like travel burnout is such a thing. Like you just get to a point where you're like, I don't, I can't do it anymore. Like I remember I came to point of my trip in Nicaragua where I was like, oh, I don't have anything planned for Saturday. Um, and I realized it was the first Saturday in like literally eight weeks where I did not have to set an alarm that was earlier than 8 a.m. And for people who are like, oh, well, I get up really early. It's like, that's a lot to do when you work full time throughout the week and you're cooking dinner and you're like living your life. And then on weekends, you're always trying to go out and, you know, you go out and party a little bit or you go out for dinner and then you come home, and you're getting up early to like yeah. head out to do a tour and excursion. Like you do hit a point where you're like, I cannot do this. Like I am so tired. I need the time to relax um, because you do get caught up in, well, I'm only here for X amount of time. Like I have to see it all. I have to do it all. And then you just hit a point where your body's like, nope, like we're not doing this anymore. And that happened to me in Nicaragua. Now that I'm in Mexico and I'm here, like my total time will be two months. Mm -hmm. I'm just like I'm taking it chill like it's the end of my trip I'm just mm. I'm tired <laughs> that's how I felt it was like the last week before my flight I was like I'm not I don't want to do anything like I just yeah. want to do nothing and well you at least had the private room I was doing dorms at the time I don't know how you did that <laughs> I don't know I don't know either I was literally like uh I'm going back to my childhood it, with like in, in a room with like eight different guys uh, and I've, you know, being in like the army barracks almost, but, um, yeah, I mean, what in, in Madeiras, we did get like a four, two bunk beds, but there were only two of us there. It was just me and this other guy, Michael. Um, and that was actually super comfortable. So one of the things about harnessing Kellen podcast, um, that I like to try to focus on 
for the guests is just anything sort of positivity related. Um, so I don't know, like if there's something that you would wish you had known five years ago or um, something that you think could have a positive impact by sharing to someone else listening that can be related to your traveling or your career or I don't know whatever else you want to talk about whether it's <laughs> it's uh physical mental whatever so um do you have any things that you would like to share to listeners yeah um I think for me the biggest thing that I would say and that I say to anyone that I meet that we kind of get on this topic about is really just like and I know we all know this on some level but just reminding yourself like you have the power to really like change and and move forward your life um and that working on your mindset is just so key so I guess what I mean by that is like looking back five years ago like I remember saying to my boyfriend at the time like I really want to start a marketing agency I just like I don't know how And my mindset was always like, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how. I want to travel, but like, I don't know if it's possible because I'm not a travel blogger. Um, And like, those were the things that surrounded. And at the time, like I was working for an agency and I I wasn't like traveling. And I think that when you're able to change your mindset and you realize like you really do have the power to create the life that you want, it just changes everything. Like once I was like, Oh, you know, I can get a social media client or I can do this. Like, it's very easy. Like the clients just kind of slowly start to come. I mean, it takes a lot of work and effort, but um, I was just able to really steer my life in the way that I wanted. So I think just knowing that if you're in a difficult time or you're in a place in your life where you're like, I don't know what I want, or I'm not happy that you can change that. And you can get to a time in your life where you you feel so satisfied and it's not gonna happen overnight and it may not happen in a week but it, you can get there um and I think that really does start with focusing on your mindset and being kind to yourself and being positive and you know doing personal development and self-work um because we're you know we're human we're always changing we always should be changing so I think that's like my key area for anyone listening especially if you're in a time of your life where you're like I'm not happy <laughs> Yeah, I mean, amen to that. And especially about like, being happy, you know, like, I think two people could live the exact same life in terms of you've had the same exposure to things, but one person might just like focus on the negative and the other one would focus on the positive. And, you know, whoever is focusing on the positive is just gonna, one, enjoy themselves a lot better. And to just like live a better life, you know, so, uh, you know, definitely, definitely amen to it being in your mindset and working on mm-hmm. not just working on getting things or achieving some status, but, but improving your mind, mm-hmm. controlling, yeah. it, controlling it. Cause it's so easy to act, to, to get into that mindset of, ah, like this is so such a bad situation and you know I why does this happen have to happen to me or oh why am I not really achieving that I'm I'm super uh upset at myself because I'm not achieving that or or something like that and and you can get into those rabbit holes where it just makes you sad right 
So mm-hmm. I think being able to be like, oh, wait a second, I'm noticing that thought was happening, but that's not half. That's not, I'm not letting that fly. Like being like, no, not okay. We're going to focus on positive And I don't know, knowing that there's always this two, like, I don't know, like those two, um, the angel and the devil on the shoulder. Yeah. I feel like that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not, didn't that come in like multiple different works of, uh, literature or whatever from different parts of the world to know that there's sort of these like good forces and other forces like in your in your own head that it's like okay Mm -hmm. let's just let's just like focus on the positive yeah oh I couldn't agree more I think it's just like it's so especially with social media like bringing it back to that it's so easy to get caught up in like oh well this person's you know like 20 and they make eight million dollars a year or this person is like traveling or this person's married like especially when I went through my breakup, looking at everyone's Instagram of like getting married or getting engaged or having kids. And I was like, I'm so behind. And you got so caught up because you see only this direction. You don't realize like, I mean, life is short, but it's also long. So just because you're not exactly where your friends are at, or you're not where Mm. this, you know, 20 year old is, you're not where this 50 year old is, like, depending on your age, it's just like, you have time like you don't need to rush like get up there obviously do things that move your life forward in the direction that you want but also just like take a step back like just because you're not on the same wavelength as like all your friends or it doesn't mean that eventually you won't get there so i think that's important just to pinch off that with like the social media stuff like i remember at times where i would see some couple and feel like jealous like, oh, mm-hmm. like, I wish, you know, I wish I had that. And then I think there was another time where I realized that that's just a picture. That mm-hmm. doesn't, that doesn't mean that whoever in the picture is like super happy or these things that it's like, oh, we look like we're so happy and we look like something, but it's like, that's just a picture. That's not, that's not the truth. And I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes that portrayal. So I just wanted to piggyback off that, that things that you feel jealous of, it's like, first of all, if you see like a buddy of yours who is, you know, happy with someone else or a friend, it's like being happy for them versus it's different when it's people you don't know, it's just some random superstar. But like, even for that, it's like to realize that, that to be grateful for what you have instead of what you don't have exactly instead of or what's the um, there's a song what's that song with um uh live your life by you know just live your life yeah but in the minute (laughs) in the beginning i forget which artist is but he said you should be let's stop focusing on what we ain't got and start focusing and start being grateful for what we do yeah and it's just like this line and just like this line in a song and i'm just like he's totally right. Like that's exactly (laughs) what we need to do about like, just take a moment, just take a moment to be like, wait a second, I'm alive. I'm breathing. Like we're good. Like, you know, so, you know, for, I I try to focus on those positive things because I feel like it's easy to get into those rabbit holes of negativity and, and, um, um, it's, you know, it's good to always remember that. And that's one of the things we focus on here at the Harnessing Tailwind podcast. So wanted to thank, everyone for tuning in um courtney any uh like plugs or shout outs or anything like that you want to give before um before we call it 
Yeah. I mean, I guess everyone can follow me on Instagram to kind of see my travels and business growth. Um, and it's Courtney Empey. So just to spell it out, cause it's probably easier. It's C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-Y-M-P-E-Y, I believe, I think. Maybe I, I'll double check that and I'll let you know because I actually don't know. We'll put it in the show head. notes. <laughs> we'll put it. That's that's a good I sign that you're not. That's like, actually mm. a great sign that you're not overly uh, focused on exactly every single character. You're human, so we we like no. that. Yeah, like exactly. That. I don't know, but um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, we said this before we started recording, but this is my first podcast, and it was so much fun just chatting with you. I loved it. Absolutely. Me too. Pleasure talking with you, Carney. And thank you all for listening. Don't forget to follow on whatever platform you use for the Harnessing Tailwind podcast.